With Phil Dracovic doubtful to return this season, what should expectations be for Boston College for the rest of 2021? All of this and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. On today's show, we're going to look at the expectations that we have around Boston College football. Now that quarterback Phil Dracovic is most likely out for the remainder of the 2021 season, what will the team look like under Dennis Crosell, and how will our expectations about the outcome of the season be adjusted? We'll look at that. We'll also look at Jeff Halfley's comments on Tuesday. He talked to the media. We'll look at some of the things that he talked about and give you some of the perspective of you know what maybe some of the things that he brought up. And finally, Boston College basketball lands their second basketball commitment in two weeks. So we'll look at that commitment and talk a little bit about what he means to the basketball program. But let's kick it off by talking about Dennis Grossell and Phil Dracovic. So as we mentioned yesterday on the show, Dennis Grossell is going to be the starting quarterback for the foreseeable future as Boston College quarterback Phil Dracovic uh, fractured his hand. Uh, it's not, uh, fractured something. He's fractured a bone, according to Jeff Halfley. He didn't say exactly what it was. Um, during Saturday's game against UMass, he's now doubtful for the remainder of the season. We'll get into Halfway's comment in just a bit. But what I saw, you know, when I go on Twitter, you look at all the comments, and you got two different camps of Boston College fans. You have the fans that are like, okay, maybe things are not as good under Dracovic. I mean, under Grossell as they would be under Dracovic. And then you have the others that look like they're about to throw themselves off the Tobin Bridge. Okay. You have the, and there's no in between. So you get the, like, kind of like, okay, we could stay a little bit optimistic. And those who are just very, very pessimistic. I had someone laughing at me because I said they could win eight games. Um, and folks have been wondering kind of where I stand and how I envision the rest of the season going. And I, I want to, like, clarify where I'm at with. BC football. Now, I am definitely not in the, I'm going to throw myself off of the Tobin Bridge crew because I don't think this team is nearly as bad as they do. Um, many of the things that they worried about, I have talked about at length, the vanilla defense, the vanilla offense. If you're using that to judge the future of this program, you're starting at the wrong, uh, you're starting at the wrong direction because as I've mentioned over and over again, Halfley is not setting his team up based off of those first two weeks. You're going to wait and see. Now, how will Grossell run this offense, I think, is a is a good question, but I have faith in him. Now, Frank Signetti said earlier in the summer that he has more faith in Grossell because he knows the playbook better than anyone, including Signetti himself. So Grossell is a, a strong quarterback. He is not as accurate as Dracovic. He's not as physical as Dracovic, but... He can run this offense. He can get the ball to Zay Flowers. He can get the ball to Trey Berry. He can get it to C.J. Lewis. He is going to be able to do all of these things because he's good. He threw for 520 yards last year. And yes, he threw for two interceptions in that game, but partially he did that because BC's defense wasn't stopping anyone, and he had to really kind of chuck the ball around on the uh, field, and that kind of you know skewed his numbers a little bit. But Grossell is very popular with Jeff Halfley for a reason. He can do it. And I don't think, you know, when you're looking at the stats, right, you're looking at what the difference between the end results of BC uh, before Dracovic and after. You look at the BC schedule. 
the one big game that I look at, and I said, okay, you know, I, I thought about it at the beginning, and I had said we're going to lose it, BC was going to lose it anyways, was the game against Clemson. So that game looks even more like that's probably not going to happen. However, look at every other game on the schedule. Mizzou, they're playing okay. They just got smoked by Kentucky. You have Virginia Tech. They just lost their all-pro tight end, James Mitchell. Their best wide receiver is gone. You look at North Carolina State, Peyton Wilson, and their start, uh, who was supposed to be the starting, uh, uh, sorry, the defensive player of the year for the ACC, is out for the season two, along with their starting free safety. Other teams are getting hurt. And yes, I understand that Jakovic is a bigger deal than that. But... I, I, I look at Jakovic and I say, okay, he's a quarterback that can put, uh, you know, make some big plays and he's going to make some, uh, you know, tight throws and, and be able to move the ball at different points. Can Grossell do that? We've seen him do it. We know he can. He won't be able to do it at the level Jakovic can, but he could get Boston College to be an eight win team. And someone was laughing at me on this on Twitter. Listen, look at. They're playing Temple this weekend. I still think they're, you know, they're a 16-point favorite for a reason. Grossell or Jakovic, they haven't even changed the odds because I think t- uh, the Vegas knew about it before, you know, everyone announced it. I still think, so they're going to go th- uh, 3-0 and into Mizzou. And then you just have to win five games out of the rest. Florida State just lost to Jacksonville State. NC State just lost their best, two, def- two of their best defenders. Virginia Tech lost their best wide receiver. T- Syracuse is garbage. You know, you're looking at the schedule and I, I, you know, there's not that many. Oh, sorry. And Louisville is a mess. So you have all these games and even with Grosella back there, I still think they're 50-50 or slight leans towards Boston College because BC's offense can run with Grosell behind them. They can score a ton of points with him. And yes, he didn't throw a ton against UMass, but he will. You know, we'll talk about what Halfley said about him in just a moment. He's going to do the things that Djokovic did, maybe not to that level, but he's going to be able to run this offense. This is not running, like, from some of the things I'm reading online, it sounds like people are thinking this is going from, like, Tom Brady to uh, Jamarcus Russell, or Tom Brady to, like, a a freshman quarterback who hasn't seen the field. Dennis Grossell has been around. He knows the offense. It's a slight decrease in his ability, but it's a guy that can do it. He's not going to go out there and look shell-shocked the whole game. And that means Boston College should still be in every game this season. Maybe not Clemson, but every game this season they should be in in there. So I want to just say my my point of view on this. I don't think BC is going to win the ACC. And I think even with Dracovic, they weren't going to win the ACC. Some of you I think had a little bit too high expectations. But We'll see what happens with Grossell, and I'm saying it right now. I, I get to change my, my predictions from earlier this season because Djokovic's gone. I think BC still wins eight games. You know, maybe they lose one more now that they have Grossell behind quarterback, but I still think they're going to win eight. In a moment, we're going to talk about Halfley's comments about Djokovic and Grossell today because I think they were very revealing, and they'll give you a better perspective of where the team stands and where uh, the coaching staff sees this roster. Now, if you like this podcast, you need to check out Locked On ACC. It's hosted by Candace Cooper and a rotating selection of hosts from the Lo- the ACC Locked On shows, including your tr- yours truly. We talk about everything ACC. We talk about the games. We talk about our power rankings. We do it all. You need to check it out. Check out Locked On ACC wherever you get your podcasts. 
We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the, to start the, another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From basketball, football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available this 2021 season. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Now, this is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Now, we're talking about Phil Dracovic's injury and Dennis Grossell taking over, and you can, you can listen to what I have to say, and I'm just a podcaster. I'm a journalist who covers BC, and a very spirited journalist, I had to say, and, you know, I have my BC history. But, you know, when, when it comes down to it, it, it's important to hear from the staff themselves. And on Tuesday, Jeff Halfley spoke with the media for the first time since Dracovic's injury, and he gave updates on where Dracovic is. Let's hear from Halfley. How's he doing right now? Feels good. Um, you know, I'm sure just like you would be. He's probably a little down. Um, had a great talk with him uh, before he went into the surgery, after the surgery. Then um, I told him. You can think about it. You can beat yourself up about it. And what's it going to do for you? And I told him next year at this time, we'll probably look back and say, hey, man, aren't we glad for some reason that happened? Because something great's going to come out of it. And that's how he's got to think. And that's how he's got to believe. And he's just got to go forward now. So the surgery went well. Um, we expect a full recovery. I asked the doctor if he would get, like, you know, maybe throw the ball even further now. He told me no, but I'm still hopeful that he'll get, like, some superhuman grip strength or something. Um, but he's doing okay. He's a tough kid. He's a resilient kid. He's got a great supporting cast here with the staff and the players. And we'll just put our arms around them and, and uh, you know, he'll be back. That was Jeff Halfley talking about Phil Dracovic. You know, we all think, you know, and we're hoping that J- that Dracovic is doing well. It's got to be super disappointing for a quarterback who had so much expectations. He was a first-round draft pick projection to be immediately injured in the second game of the season and miss the remainder of the year. Um, and I think what ends up happening, and I thought was really interesting, was Halfley's second comment that he makes on Dracovic. And this is what we're going to listen to in just a moment, where you know, many of us have wondered, and I said it on yesterday's show, where is Jakovic's head in terms of next year? You know, it's only October, it's not even October yet, and he's probably already having to think about what am I doing in 2021? What am I doing in 2022? And that is where he has to be. And I thought Halfley gives a kind of um, guarded answer, but one that may give you a little insight onto where things are going. Let's hear from Halfley again. I thought about every silver lining possible when you lose one of the best quarterbacks in the entire country, a kid who people are talking about as a first-round draft pick. You can either really be depressed and upset, or you can look at silver linings. And I looked at a lot of silver linings, and that's definitely one of them. Um, So I'll be excited next year when he's standing in front of you guys doing more interviews. I certainly wish he was playing now, but that is a silver lining, yes. And just for clarification purposes, I don't even know. That was Jeff Halfley again, and there you have it. I mean, he makes it sound pretty clear at the end of that. He says, when when Phil's back in front of you in another year, that makes it sound like, to me, that Dracovic is coming back. And that wouldn't surprise me. As we said on yesterday's show, Dracovic, he's only started, what, 10 games now, 9 games? And 
you know, I think, you know, scouts throughout the country are going to want to see more. And so if he, you know, right now, if he was to go to the NFL draft, I was talking to Mitchell, Mitchell Wolf about this, who is on our show all the time. And he said, you know, I, if, if Jacobic goes now, he's a fringe third round or late round pick. Uh, and that's true because Dracovic, scouts are going to want to watch the film. They're going to want to see what Dracovic can do, and there's not a lot of it. And you have to look at what happened to Jamie Newman of Georgia and Wake Forest this year to understand that maybe rushing it is not the best idea. Jamie Newman was hurt all of last year and then decided, hey, I'm going to go try it in the NFL. He goes undrafted and is cut in the first week of camp. He's gone. He's not in football anymore. You know, there's there's all sorts of cases both ways, but the way it looked like with Dracovic, you want to get some more. And, and the way Halfley's saying it, it sounds like, to me, that he'll be back, which I think for Boston College fans, it's going to be really exciting. You really want to see him get a full season, and hopefully, you know, he grows from this year, he grows from the injury and figures out what happened. So, I mean, it was fluky, but you want to make sure that he, he stays healthy for an entire season. So I thought that was a really interesting comment from Halfley. Now, the final comment is not on Dracovic. It's on Dennis Grossell. And, you know, when I was on Twitter and on my message board, maroonandgoldforums.com, there's people out there that really want to see the freshmen like, and sophomores get some reps. Now, Halfley says it, and, and I don't believe it's in this comment, that they're going to now, you know, he mentions that he thinks Dalen Maynard knows this, the, the offense better than the other two. So Matt, um, Matt Reeve roof and uh, Emmett Moorhead but um, when he's looking at it you you look at Dennis Grossell you you hear about his leadership qualities and he gives it a better perspective of why he's going to be the starter you know we've talked about it Rich from the time he came in against Clemson last year to starting against Virginia um, to coming in and, and taking us through the win last week and, and really managed the game well Dennis is great and what I said to the team today in the team room Injuries are gonna happen, and some of them are hard, right? And some of them hit you really hard, and some of them for a minute, you can sit there and feel sorry for yourself, but we're not gonna do that. And Dennis is the prime example that I said to all the young guys in the whole team. What has Dennis done every single day of his career? He's practiced, he's put in the preparation, he's worked, he's put himself in the position that when his number's called, he's ready to play. And Dennis could have left last year and started a lot of teams in college football. He could have. He could have probably started on many different levels, but he chose to stay here. And he doesn't sulk, he doesn't complain, he's the backup, he knows his role, and he's ready to play. And that's a message for everybody on the team, whether you're the third string, fourth string, scout team, second. When your time comes, you better be ready. And Dennis is, and that's why we're not going to flinch. And that's why we're not going to make excuses, and it's not woe is me, and I can't wait to see him play. Now, how refreshing is that? I know it's easy to be down because Dracovic is out. But think back, if you have not checked it out, go check out Eric Hofsis on Twitter and watch... Steve Adazio's press conference from this weekend. It's it, it sounds like the greatest hits of when he used to be at Boston College. Excuses and all that stuff. Halfley's not making any excuses. He's saying that they need to be prepared. They need to be ready. There's no excuses for this team. And they're a team that has lost their starting free safety right now. Deion Jones hasn't played. Jalen Gill hasn't played. Marcus Valdez hasn't played. Boom is out for the season. Aaron Boomeri. And Dracovic is now probably out for the season. And now you bring in Dennis Grossell. And he brings an energy, you know, in another comment, Jeff Halfley later says that today's practice was the most energetic he's seen his team all year. That tells you what Grossell does and that the players there respect him incredibly. So, you know, for the folks that want to see Matt uh, Emmett Moorhead or Dalen Menard, I get it. 
and they're going to get their chance with the second team during practice. It sounds like all three of them are going to get that chance. But if you start them, you are immediately taking a team, as I said, that could possibly still win eight games. I still think it's possible to a team that's going to struggle to win a get to a bowl game at, at this point. I'm just being truthful. They're not that in, they don't know the offense as well as Grossell. They're not the leader in the huddle like Grossell is. So I think Halfley does a really nice job of laying all that out. And if you want to hear everything Jeff Halfley had to say, I, I was really interested in his comments today. You can go to the BC um, Athletics YouTube channel and you can read watch his whole press conference. Now in a moment, we're going to talk about basketball recruiting. And I got some interesting news that we can talk about from earlier this week. It's been so busy. Uh, you want to want to check that out. But before we get into that, Let's go. Let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They come in nine delicious flavors. You gotta check some of these out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And hey, if you don't know which one, if you're like, oh, these all sound good, get a mixed box. You get two of each and you can find out your favorite flavor. Now, these Built Bars, they're 100% covered in chocolate. And the flavor profiles are delicious. They have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs how are you going to beat that you're not you're gonna check it out head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code lock 15 and you'll receive 15 percent off your first order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com this is locked on boston college aj black here we're kind of wrapping up our conversation on phil Dracovic and dennis grossell it's a busy uh week so far for boston college and, and you know Everyone just wants to talk about the quarterback situation, and I totally get it. So we really haven't got into Temple at all. We'll do that tomorrow. In addition, if you've been listening to our podcast, you know that every week we've had a different Boston College football commitment, that or player that's committed to Boston College, come on our show to talk about their story. And I want to announce it now so you get hyped up for it. On Thursday's show... Georgia running back CJ Klinkscales will be joining us to talk about his journey and decision to pick up Boston College. You got you want to hear about a new running back, one who's had a lot of success so far for Buford High School in Georgia. You're gonna to want to hear this interview. It'll it'll be about a good ten minutes, um, and you'll get to hear about a player that could be a lightning fast running back heading into the final season at Boston College. I mean, at next year at Boston College. Now, when you're talking about recruiting, we're going to switch gears a little bit here. We haven't talked about basketball in a while. Last week, we talked about it when Boston College landed top 100 guard Donald Hand out of Virginia, a massive get for Earl Grant and his staff as you know he's one of the top recruits BC has landed in a long time, and BC had no recruits. So that was a big one. Now, BC added on. They added a new recruit less than a week later – from the same area of the country. Chaz Kelly, a guard, uh, another 6'5 guard, uh, who had no stars, but he had offers from Rutgers, Ohio, Butler, and George Mason, and he chose Boston College. Now, I want to read to you what he said about why he chose BC. This is a quote directly from Chaz Kelly to our site, BC Bulletin. Boston College is the perfect fit for what I was looking for in a school and a program. Earl Grant is a defensive-minded coach who establishes great relationships with his players. I felt that from day one, and it was confirmed once I got on campus. He visited about a week ago. The opportunity to compete at the highest level in the ACC and help rebuild a program is exciting and a challenge that I'm up for. I am bringing versatility at the guard spot through my offensive IQ and my defensive mentality. Boston College will help satisfy my four-year plan as well as my 40-year plan. I'm, in all capital letters all in 
So that's Chaz Kelly. Now, Chaz Kelly is 6'5". He's a defensive-minded guard, and I think that's really exciting. So you're looking at at Earl Grant bringing in two guards, and I think what really is exciting about them is that they complement each other so well. Donald Hand is a combo guard. He's one that can shoot the ball and play defense, while Chaz Kelly is going to be that lockdown defender. And, you know, if you've watched BC basketball under Jim Christian, they need defense bad. Chaz Kelly will be that. He will be here in 2022, so there's another year to go. But you got to love where Earl Grant is going with this basketball program. He's bringing in guys that fit his mold, that guys that can fit his defensive scheme. And if Earl Grant wants to come here and make things pretty not gritty, like he said when his introductory press conference, and play tough-nosed, defensive-minded basketball, that's how you're going to win here. Like, Boston College is not going to bring in elite scorers, guys that are going to lead the country in scoring. They're going to bring some guys in who can score. I mean, gosh, they brought in Bowman and Robinson. But you're also going to bring in guys that – you want guys that play defense. Look at what Virginia did. That can be replicated with good coaching. And if that's what Earl Grant and Jim Molinari, who's an also defensive-minded coach, and Anthony Goins and um, the other coach who's slipping my mind, if they can um, – Really, start a culture at Boston College basketball that is defense and, you know, hustle, going for rebounds. They're going to win games because that kind of mentality is what knocks off good teams. They can take good shooters off of their game. They can take games and muck it up. And, you know, it may not be the prettiest thing to watch, but that's okay. In the end, all you want to do is win. And I think getting Chase uh, Chaz Kelly and Donald Hand is a good first start. Now, folks have been asking me, we're talking about recruiting still, how many spots does Boston College have for the class of 2022? So they have two. They have two guards. You need to get you need to get some length in there. Um, and you probably want another wing. So where does Boston College go next? You know, Luke Hunger, if you're looking for a big, he is a local guy. And... The Eagles are pretty high on him, and I think he's high on the Eagles. So he might be a big to get. You also have to remember Perry Smith, a forward from South Carolina, is also someone that could end up at Boston College. There's a, a bunch of different names. We're not going to get through them all. Ryan Dunn. You know, there's a, a a few forwards, a couple bigs. We'll have to see where BC goes. I think they have two spots. So I, I imagine a wing and a big, and they're going to call it a day. But, you know, when you grab two guards, like, like Kelly and Donald Hand, you have to be happy where... Uh, Earl Grant has started his recruiting at Boston College. And credit to Brevin Galloway, who was on Twitter. He's the new guard that transferred from College of Charleston, who was the host for both of these recruits. He's hit two for two, he said. Uh, so congratulations on him, uh, you know, showing those guys a good time. All right, this is AJ Black. On tomorrow's show, as I said, we'll have CJ Scales. We'll talk more football. We'll start previewing Temple. We'll have it all. Make sure you check us out. And make sure to check out the pot, our other podcast, Locked on Bets, on our our sites. And that is hosted by the great Lee Sterling and your boy Q, give, getting you all the betting info that you need to make the best bets. So check out Locked on Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Stay well, everyone.